0: Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Lisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. George Miller's autobiography is a fitting textbook on answers to prayer. As much as his time was spent in prayer, God was his friend to have conversations with, and it was God who answered his prayers in a million ways. Every gift received was carefully recorded. He had great orphanages and took in children off the street in Bristol, England. There were no social services at the time, so people who were close to God, were setting up, and the churches set up a lot of ministry to the street urchins, as they were called, and the poor, who had nothing. There were no social services. So that was a big part of missionary service in that day, and many churches um, had to, to supply or there wouldn't be anything. The Catholic Church started out that way the same way, is that there was society had nothing. So the churches have had to transform the way people view the poor and view those who are not able to function for themselves. So with some people working in government and Christians working in society, which at first was pretty nil, um, the church had to always has to cultivate society to go along with God's ways and his perspective on people because they tend to people who are in society are just able to fend for themselves. And so God always asks those who are his own to make a way for people. In other words he always requires us to give. He has to work through the church, in order to provide for people, he has to work through the church, in order to change the status quo. Otherwise, it is as Darwin would see it, as survival of the fittest. And the only change to that is the people of God, and this is what George Mueller did. And what was is so significant about his ministry is he also had his as he saw it, his primary ministry was to teach the body of Christ how to trust God, how to pray, and that God does answer prayers because it is contrary to the system, even the system that has been launched out of what Christians have done, even foster care, and everything that has to do with the welfare of mankind has come from the church. And so... The world does now has, has copied what Christians have done. The social services have arisen out of that. When people begin to realize that this works and that this is a good thing, um, they have been inspired to do that. But we still are the model in every way. So every facet of life, the church has to be the leader in order to truly have the ways of God. And this is what George Mueller's ministry was about. It, In some of the details of it, um, the Mueller's lived by faith and their finances um, were on a hand-to-mouth, a day-by-day matter. Some of that was to teach them how to trust in God. At first, God began to work with them in their faith and had to really make them aware of the difference between the money did not just automatically come in, that it was something God was doing, that they must trust in him and they must be active in that relationship. And so initially um, long periods of time were about seven years where um, they never had anything stored in, in the bank. I mean, it was truly learning how to trust God. And this is an inward spiritual matter of leaning in on God when you don't have a paycheck and a certain amount of money that you can plan, which is the way things are done now. But there's always that middle road where we come between God's ways and what society has set up and what society has set up has come from the church in perspective and in operation to a great extent. But God also wants to teach us how to trust in him and be in faith. So he teaches us faith and character in step. And so in requiring that uh, the children of God support ministry and support feeding the poor, etc., is character and, and learning God's ways. So one day there was no money for food. A certain sister had sold some trinkets, meaning to give the money for the orphans. On this particular day, during her prayer time, it was impressed upon her not to delay, but to hand over the money immediately. The lady was not to know at that time that there was no money to buy food for the children her gift provided the next meal. Another widow who was interested in the work was being shown around by Mrs. Muller. Before she left, she pressed into Mary's hand two sovereigns. This was in England. Again, it was a day when all the money had been spent and the children had been hungry. At one time, the milkman and the baker were paid weekly. At the end of some weeks, all the money had been spent on their essential items. Mueller came to believe that if these bills were not paid daily, it was a form of debt, and God was not being honored. He decided in the future to pay for these items on a daily basis. Money always arrived in time, but sometimes only by a few minutes. One week there was no money to pay for newly baked bread. One of the workers who had been away from Bristol for a few days brought with her some money, which was found in one of the collecting boxes that they had outside of the orphanages. They had a box where people um, could come and drop money in there, and then they would go to those boxes every morning. So nothing was any more parsed down than it was for the Muellers. But they came to have a freedom and a, a, a great joy, and, re- and when their faith would take hold enough to understand... They didn't have to see it in the natural. And this is the difficulty of immediate needs versus coming to faith in God. But God works that out with us and we need to persevere in prayer. They, the Mueller's decided not to have any credit and this is the way that God leads is because they needed to be able to pay things as they went along and avoid any kind of debt. Another day the matron was going to send away the baker as there was no money to pay for the bread. At the same time a lady called who had done some needlework which she had sold. She brought in the money as she had received for the work and again the children were able to have fresh bread. So this is the posture of learning to trust God if we don't see things visibly there in the natural immediately. it is an inward adjustment to the move of the holy spirit and of being aware that of what god's ways are so that we can trust him not blind trust not blind conformity but learning god's ways daniel 12:12 12, 12, blessed is he that waits blessed and happy and fortunate spiritually prosperous and to be envied is he who waits expectantly and earnestly, who endures without wavering beyond the period of tribulation? And for for them, tribulation was I mean, for Daniel and those who had been thrown in the lion's den, um, in because they were in captivity, of course, it was it really took a lot of faith. but this is where God brings us to. It may seem as an easy thing to wait, uh, but it is one of the postures which a Christian soldier learns not without years of teaching. Marching and quick marching are much easier to God's warriors than standing still. There are hours of perplexity when the most willing spirit anxiously desirous to serve the Lord, knows not what part to take. Then what shall it do? vex itself by despair fly back in cowardice turn to the right hand in fear or rush forward in presumption no but simply wait wait in prayer God does teach us he doesn't leave us there just with our own natural faculties when we wait in prayer Holy Spirit will lead us there will be those inner inner influences that we can um, move along with and God calls us to plead our case and to cast our cares on him. So we wait in faith, expressing our unswaggering confidence in him. Believe that if he keeps you tarrying even till midnight, yet he will come at the right time, the vision will come and shall not tarry. Wait in quiet patience. Never murmur against the second cause as the children of Israel did against Moses "'Accept the case as it is, and put it as it stands, "'simply and with your whole heart, "'without any self-will, into the hand of your covenant God, "'say, Now, Lord, not my will but yours be done. "'I know not what to do. "'I am brought to extremities, "'but I will wait until you smite the floods "'or drive back my foes. "'I will wait if you keep me many a day, "'for my heart is fixed upon you alone.' O God, and my spirit, waits for you in full conviction, that you will be my joy, and my salvation, my refuge and my strong tower. Luke eighteen six through seven, is uh, Luke eighteen is the chapter in the New Testament about the the widow um, who was coming before the judge, and it's Christ's teaching on prayer and on hearing from God. Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Hear what the, but God will not. He, in contrast, lies the conclusion that the justice on which that worthless judge decided in respect of persevering praying, the persevering praying widow who was so troublesome to him, it is more certainly to be expected from God in respect of the elect. So God is teaching us that there we have to have the patience, the fruit of the Spirit, patience as we persevere in prayer and walk with him. And the scriptures help us quite a bit to understand his ways and how he is, and this works with our intellect and with our emotions. God's seasons are not at our beck and call. If the first attempt does not bring forth the fire, you must strike again. God will hear the prayer, and he may not answer at the time in which our minds have appointed. He will reveal himself to our seeking hearts, however. But not just when and where we have settled in our own expectations. So the need of perseverance and importunity is necessary in prayer. and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests, so I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Lisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.